Good afternoon, everyone. This is uh, Teodoro Sukumariam. Uh, I'm with the Guillaume cast, and I'm honored to have uh, an amazing filmmaker and an actress by the name of Salome Mulugeta, and she's uh, actually released uh, one of her uh, latest projects about the importance of voting, uh, specifically uh, with respect to the, the Georgia elections. So without further ado, uh, welcome, Salome. Welcome to the Guillaume cast. Thank you, Tedros. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. I hope all is uh, going well on this last day of 2020, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, enter 2021 with a better time things ahead of us. Um, that said, um, just wanted to ask you a, a, a couple of questions. Uh, can you tell us about your latest re uh, release, uh, what it's about, and, and why th that topic matters to you? Yes, of course. So um, I recently just did um, a documentary uh, called Polarized, and it is about um, the election and also why the country is so polarized. And um, I did it um, this past summer. I started it in August, and we went all the way through the uh, election uh, results, uh, well, through the election November 3rd and all the way to November 11th, when the or 7th, I believe, when the election results came out, and um, you um, asked me, you know, why I did it, and um, the reason uh, for that um, question, why I did it, is because I honestly felt I've been living in this country for a very, very long time, and I've never really been really politically motivated, <laughs> if I can say. Um, I, you know, I'm a storyteller, so I do films and um, basically act, uh, write, direct, and things of that nature. But this year, um, I wanted to actually, the, the about a couple of years ago, when I started seeing the country changing politically and dividing, I started asking the question, why is this happening? What's going on? And I was really, for some odd reason, my soul was really moved. Like everybody in this country uh, was affected. I was too, but I really wanted to do something about it. And for me, it was what I know best is to tell stories. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. But at the time, COVID had not happened. So I was going to uh, cover, you know, the election. Um, I thought about doing it in 2019. But then... 2020 came and COVID happened. And <laughs> COVID, COVID flipped everything upside down, didn't it? <laughs> yes, exactly. And also, I think COVID made the whole, uh, you know, election so political, and that made me really like. I mean, I mean, it was really frustrating to see that a lot of people were dying, and people were making it so political. So, I wondered are we electing the right people in the office? Um, you know, I should really ask that question. And who is voting? Are young people voting? Do they know this matters? It like who we put in the office. I'm not just saying in the White House, but even in Congress, that actually has a great impact on young people and on their health and their health insurance. Um, basically how much money they're getting for COVID when they lose their job because of COVID, freelancers, gig workers. So I wondered if this really matters to people or 
maybe it doesn't. Or maybe on the flip side, people might think, oh, you know, I'm paying a lot of taxes and I don't want to pay a lot of taxes. So I want to vote for someone who will cut down my taxes or for religion purposes, they might not want to vote um, basically for someone who believes, um, uh, you know, in abortion or something like that. So I thought, you know, we really need to discuss that. So that's why I wanted to do it initially. And I thought maybe I'll just travel around the state and see what people say. So that's really what made me to this film. Hmm. So uh, I guess the second question, kind of related, is, you know, the African-American community and those who could trace their ancestry to Africa uh, have pretty much been a, a solid voting block for Democrats since, since uh, really since the 1930s, ever since FDR uh, came in with the New Deal and started to, to cater towards the African-American uh, community. That said, I don't know how much of a... Uh, of a advancement that we've had as a people in terms of our causes that we care about being paying attention to. You know, when, when people vote almost 100% for one party, they have a way of kind of marginalizing, marginalizing themselves. So then I guess the question to you is, how can we ensure that our voices are being heard if we're voting almost 100% for one party? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I'm not sure if I have the answer to that 100%, but what I could tell you is while doing this documentary, like I said earlier, I wasn't so so much into politics before, but right now as I went around the country to ask these questions, most of the African-American people that I found that I asked the question to, to ask them, how do you feel about voting for one party and do you think this particular party you're voting for uh, answers or helps you with everything that you need? And most all of them were saying, maybe not, but they are actually much better than the opposite party. And in particular, when it comes to like what, what's going on this year with COVID, a lot of people, most of them were being affected by COVID and some of them had lost, not some of them, in some communities that are mostly African-Americans living in these communities, lost their jobs. There aren't a lot of, you know, uh, jobs available for them, and and then most of them, you know, how are they going? They don't have 401k or stocks, things of that nature, and they felt like the party for the moment that would help them during this time is the Democratic Party, in particular, with needing some kind of help or aid, because uh, the other party, according to them, was not trying to. Um, give them the aid that they need, in particular because of COVID. And it wasn't their fault that COVID came. But in this case, I think, um, you know, they felt that the, the Democratic Party might be able to help them. Uh, not might, well, we'll vote to help them to get the aid that they need, the help that they need so that they can go forward with their dreams or with with whatever they want. Uh, and that they felt that that's why they will always voted for the Democratic Party in general, but I think in particular for 2020, they felt that they would have more guarantee in getting what they wanted if they voted uh, for the Democratic Party for 2020. Does that answer your question? Mm. Yes, yeah, it does, it does, it does. Um, I guess the next question is, you know, you, you kind of encompass four different identities as far as I'm concerned. The, that of being an immigrant, uh, an African-American, a woman, 
Um, and, uh, yeah, three. <laughs> I know there's a fourth. I just does not come up. How do we, how do you, like, in, in, in these three different roles that you play, what is the issue that transcends all? Uh, where what matters to, to you as a woman and as an African-American uh, and as an immigrant is, is, it kind of crosses those boundaries. Can you think of any issues that 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 does in that in that in that, in that way? Uh, are you are you asking me in particular or other people like? Um, oh, you, you in particular, you in particular, and also you in terms of your travel. What have you heard uh, when it comes to that, those, those issues? Okay, so the African American women, I can start with that in almost. I mean, way way back when, they have always showed up to vote, the women, for the Democratic Party, the African American, not always, but mostly, they vote for the Democratic Party because they are mostly, I think, um, I think, you know, most in the African American women in their community, they're the breadwinners, you know? So... They feel most of them, if the men are not around, this is what they were saying to me. They constantly need a hand. For example, one lady said to me, look, if I were to live in Europe, and I'm I'm a single mom, I have three kids, I'm a nurse, but sometimes I need help at home. My kids are young. If I had lived in Europe, I would have someone to help me with babysitting because, you know, that is something that is not being socialist. It's about being getting the help that they need with the tax with the tax that they're paying with, but the, if they ask that here in America, they basically are told they're socialists, you know. And she mentioned that to me, and I thought it was so interesting um, that she would say that because she was saying, you know, I'm paying taxes, and I'm a single mom. I want these things done, and I will always vote Democratic because these are the things that I need, like the European countries. Mm-hmm. And when she was saying that, another lady was there, actually, when we were talking, and the other lady mentioned that, you know, yeah, and all the time we feel that the Republican Party is always helping big corporate companies, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, they're not there for the the have not, but they're there for the have, you know? Mm-hmm. And therefore, I know the country, we're not, they were saying we know the Democratic Party is not perfect. It is not perfect. But we want a party that will help the have not, you know, and not mm-hmm. the have. And some of the things that they were saying were, you know, yes, we need the have to be able to, to continue like the Amazon and anything that we need during COVID, you know, a lot of the people that made money are the rich people, you know, while the poor did not. And she was saying, why would I be voting for a party that's not going to be helping me? And across the party, the women were saying that to me over and over and over. And that is the black women, the black women. And some of the black men were saying, you know, yes, we are democratic, uh, you know, we are for the Democratic Party, we'll vote for the, for the Democratic Party. But some of them, I noticed, more than the women would, like, have a problem with, um, I, I found, I'm not saying 100%, but they they somehow, you know, with Kamala Harris, they were like, okay, she was an 
they were like, she was a DA, she put a lot of black men in jail back then, blah, blah. And so they did question that. But then I think, uh, I think most of them, when it came down to it, as I was asking them these questions, eventually they did vote for Biden uh, because I think they felt the racism comment that uh, the this uh, president currently, the Trump, who's in the White House, is actually um, saying each day, every day, tweeting to them, uh, I think, uh, was not something that they would be part of uh, or to agree with, right? So even though they had a problem with Kamala Harris's job prior, uh, the men, this is the, the African-American men, uh, they still voted uh, for Biden, you know? So, but they did have more issue with, they took up some of the issues with Kamala Harris's position as a DA mm-hmm. in California, as opposed to the women, you know? Yeah. Um, and in the immigrant community, um, that's the last community I would like to touch on, you know, most of them come here for a better life and, you know, so the children will go to to great schools and be educated and maybe one day become a president. And when they see a president basically being racist against people that are different color or from different country, like there was an article uh, that was, I mean, that was out saying that the the current president, currently Trump, uh, was going to basically um, write an exe- I mean, sign an executive order if he had won, um, asking for people that would be coming from the continent of Africa or from the Caribbean islands uh, to visit. When they would uh, come here and ask for a visa, they would have to pay fifteen thousand dollars. Can you imagine? And just to come to visit, they would have to pay $15,000. And why is that happening? It's because he did not want, or his administration did not want people coming from Africa to visit to America. And when you hear that, I am an immigrant, that makes me feel some kind of way, you know? Oh, yeah. In fact, you know what? Uh, he was saying that people from, excuse my language, that people from Africa are from shithole countries. And so... Yeah, yeah he, um, said that. He, he said that in the beginning of his administration, but recently, I think this past year, he he had said that, and I'm, I can send you the article, saying something like, you know, if people come from these continents, when they're applying for visas, they don't have a, a, a green card, if they're applying for visa, we need to ask them $15,000. Mind you, we're not asking $15,000. He's saying $15,000. They don't, what? So that was kind of like also, you know, the immigrant community was just baffled by that. And they don't want to see um, their children hearing that, grow up hearing that, you know. So I think, you know, some of these policies, I mean, they weren't all bad. They were great. Some He has some great policies as well. But I think what threw his uh, situation of balance was some of the racist comments or things that he was doing as a racist. I mean, you know, this is an America we are all come here to to live, to thrive, the land of the opportunity, but then you have someone saying these things which is the opposite of what this country stands for. Yes, as an immigrant, you feel some kind of way, you know, some kind of way, you know. 
for sure. Yeah. So that's what they said, and I can agree with that as well. All right, so I'm over here. My, my son is, uh, if you can hear him in the background, he's a little bit hungry. Oh, so yes, I'm, multitask- yes. I'm multitasking over here. He's a he's a future voter. So, um, the, okay, the, the next question that I have for you is, um, so you said you have a, a child, right? I have a what? You have a child yourself? No, I don't. No. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, so the next question then, I guess, is if, if you did have a, a son or a daughter, what what is the legacy that you want to leave them as far as, you know, your own personal legacy and where you want this country to, to head towards going, uh, going, you know, going towards the 21st century and beyond? Okay. In terms of, I believe, you know, I think um, it's every generation's responsibility to make this country better, right? So it's a fight that we that will continue to fight. What, like Biden winning or uh, Kamala Harris being the vice president is not a victory as of yet. It's getting there. So I would like if I had a, if I have a child or I have a nephew that I adore and I have nieces and I'm a godmother or kids, I would want them to continue to fight. Uh, because when you have a, a planet, let alone a country, you want to get it to a better place where everyone is treated equally. Um, where if I have a child that's um, going to school and he's not getting the opportunity another child is having at a white school, I don't think, I don't see that as a fair situation, you know? So, I would want my child to have an equal opportunity, whether it's with education or with employment or just in housing situations. So in order for that to happen, I feel like we have to continue to fight, and the fight is a long way to the vote, to the road. So we would, I would want to continue to get that, but then I would want the next generation to continue fighting uh, for that to happen, and it's a long road to the vote, like I said. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Salome. Um, if you can, tell people how they can get in touch with you. Okay. Hey. I just want to also want to shout out my DP, if I could. Sure. Okay. So I usually work with I've, I've worked with a non-Ethiopian Americans um, for a while, and I thought it was kind of a DP, Ethiopian American work on this project, so uh, I did, I ended up working with this wonderful DP by the name of Nobu Elias, and I wanted to give him a shout out because it wasn't easy doing this project during COVID, there was so much (laughs) restriction, and we had, as you can imagine, that we had to follow um, to do the story as we traveled, and I felt like Nobu was amazing, and as an immigrant together, and everybody else in the film that was part of the the crew was were not Ethiopian. He was, mm. and and as two Ethiopians in the project, I felt like we were fighting the fight for the next generation, for our kids in general. When I say for our kids, for the next generation, because we want to also as Ethiopian Americans, whether we are Ethiopian Americans, Nigerian Americans, or Jamaican Americans, or whatever Italian Americans, whatever we want our kids to feel that they are also number one, not second person, you know? So with Nabiu, I was able to do that, and I wanted to give him a shout-out on this. <laughs> well, Nabiu, you're lucky. You worked with an amazing woman. So, uh, Aww, you're so sweet. 
Honestly, he's great. But I just wanted to shout him out. And today's his birthday. So happy birthday. I think today's his happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. I think that's a Capricorn, I think. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. Capricorn. Shout out, W. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So, uh, so let me. It's been uh, lovely talking to you. Please let the folks know how they can get in touch with you. Uh, and also, uh, I know that your movie is going to be released uh, shortly. How can they uh, get a, a view of it? Uh, is it available on social media anywhere? We're going to include a snippet of, of, of what you uh, worked on. But just, to, you know, tell folks about you, uh, how they can get in touch with you, and where they can see some of your work, including uh, the amazing documentary called, or the, the movie that you worked on called uh, Woven. Uh, tell us a, a quick snippet about that as well. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, uh, so Green Film Polarize um, is going to be going into festivals, and it's also going to be shown at the Women's Democratic Club, uh, who are the executives for this film. And when that happens, I will be probably going to be early um, early on in the year, so I will make sure to uh, let you know so you can tell your audience. But I will also on my Instagram, which is at Salome Pilogeta, and my Facebook, which is uh, Salome Salome. And then I have also a website. Um, it's called uh, Lima Film Productions, uh, Um I'm sorry, uh, .org, excuse me. Uh, so um, those are the places where they can find me or, you know, uh, follow me. And um, so that's about it for this film. But the other film that I did, Woven, that's on Amazon. It's on Google um, Drive. It's on, uh, let's see, it's, a, it's on like six, seven um, uh, <laughs> platforms, I forget. But not YouTube, TV. Um, it's on iTunes, uh, and it's called Woven, and we did this, uh, I did that film in uh, 2014, and it was released in 2015, and you can find it on those uh, platforms as well that I just mentioned. Cool. That's, by the way, can you spell your first and last name for people that want to see you on Instagram? Sure, sure. So, um, oh. it's... S oh at Salome S A L O M E sorry yeah S A L O M E M U L U C E T A one word at Salome Mulugeta. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Salome. So the uh, last thing I would say is for people mm-hmm. in Denver to go out and vote because their vote does matter, and if they want change, and how whatever way they want change, this is the way to speak. Um, and I really, not Jennifer, I'm sorry, it's Georgia. So, okay, all right. For people, in, uh, for people in Georgia, the runoff is January 5th, and it's very important that they go out and vote. And if they want uh, things changed, it's a way to speak. And this is a huge vote because it basically uh, controls the power of balance in the government. So at the moment, the Republicans have the power, um, but if two seats are picked up by the Democrats, the Democrats will be able to control the power of government. So this is why young people need to know that, and the more young people go out to vote, I believe the the change that they want, if they're Democratic, will happen, or even Republican, that would happen as well for them, whatever people want to 
to to uh, whatever people want, they need to be oppressed by going out to vote. Um, that's what I would say. And I think if people uh, turned 18 between November 3rd to now, they can also vote. If they, as long as they've registered, they can vote now. Perfect. Well, thank you, Salome. I look forward to working with you into the future. I know there's a lot more that stuff that, that we need to collaborate on. Um, and uh, anytime you have uh, new things that come up, obviously get in touch with me. And uh, we're going to uh, re-release the, the article, hopefully sometime tomorrow. But I'll talk to you before then. Have a happy new year. Be safe. And um, may 2021 bring you certainty, whereas 2020 was full of question marks. May, may, may we get a lot more clarity going forward for all of us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pedro. Thank you for actually having me on here on your platform. Um, Thank you. Ask me about the film. I really appreciate it. Thank you, and happy new year for you. See you as well. Sure, you too. All right. God bless. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, bye. bye.